Now may God continue to open your mind uh, according to his blessed will and the power of God. That you may understand the kingdom and approach it, amen, as a child would approach. Glory to God. Approach it with a childlike faith in the name of Jesus. Our scripture reading, we're going back to Acts chapter 10 and uh, some parts of chapter 11. And our reading on today, Acts chapter 10, verse 9 through 23, that we'll read in the New King James Version, and we'll bring a close to the matter. Acts chapter 10, amen, verse 9 through 23, through 23, amen, we'll read in the New King James Version of the Bible, praise God. Acts, Acts 10, amen, verses 9, we'll start there and read down through verse 23 in the New King James Version. And it says, the next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray, amen, about the sixth hour or about noon, amen. Then uh, he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Verse 11, and he saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet, amen, bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. Amen. In it were all kinds of four-footed beasts, amen, uh, four-footed animals of the earth, uh, wild beasts, creeping things, birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, no, I mean, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And the voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call uncommon. And this was done three times, and that and the object was taken up into the heavens again. Now, while Peter wandered within himself what the, this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been uh, sent from Cornelius, had made inquiry of Simon Peter's house and stood before the gate. And they called and they asked whether Simon, a man who his surname was Peter, was lodging there. Verse 19, and while Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men were, were are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down, Go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent, amen, to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he who you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said to him, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, amen, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all all the nations of the Jews, Amen. Was divinely instructed by the holy by a holy angel to summon you, Amen, to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited them in to lodge with him. On the next day, Peter went away with them, Amen, and some of the brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Glory to God. Some of the brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Verse fifteen is where I'm gonna lay my hat. We're going to conclude the matter, amen, that we have been speaking of in the last uh, couple of weeks, amen, the Bible study. Verse 15 says, 
a voice spoke to him again a second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call uncommon. What God has cleansed, and that's it right there. You must not call common. Amen. So he's aligning Peter's mindset and vocabulary up with the current will of God. What God said, what he has said, glory to God, you must not call, amen, anything different. What God has called, you must call, amen, you must not say anything different. This is the word of the angel of, of the, I mean, of the, of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Amen. In uh, the New Living Translation, verse 15, it, amen, it says, uh, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Amen. Uh, for a few minutes tonight, I want to deal with this subject. Our mindset must accompany his move. Our mindset must accompany or be in line with, amen, be in succinct, be synced with his move. Glory to God. Our mindset must be in sync with his move. Amen. I think I'll start out by saying this, that when you study history of in major revivals, the uh, way that they started as well as the way that they stopped, amen, uh, you'll see a pattern. All of the, uh, especially Azusa, Topeka, Kansas, those moves of God stopped because of flesh. It got involved. Arrogance, pride, who was in charge. Amen. The mindsets shifted away from the move. Say again, Bogus, the mindset shifted away from the move. No doubt about the people who are not as involved, but anyway, uh, a, a man, a mindset was a fallen mindset introduced into a holy way will always spell disaster. Say again, a fleshly mindset that's introduced into a holy way will always spell disaster. Praise God. It'll cause the vision to, to, to diminish, to deviate from its original con, uh, foundation. As a result, praise God, it, the, it, the move was stopped. Amen. Acts chapter 10 and chapter 11 is key to the fulfilling of, amen, Acts 1 and 8. What Jesus says, amen, wait here till you receive power that you may be witnesses to me first in Judea, amen, in Samaria, Judea, first in Jerusalem, and Judea and Samaria, then to the utmost parts of the world. The revelation that God gave Peter, because he's key, He's the leader. He's the one with the influence. Amen. Uh, the revelation had to come to him first so that this understanding could flow from the head down. Peter was key in uh, the mindset, changing the mindset. Peter was key. And that the gospel of Christ had to be preached to the Gentiles. Amen. All the Old Testament prophets are full of references of the Gentiles receiving the salvation of God, amen. Also in the book, uh, in the Gospels, Jesus saw more faith in the Gentiles than he did in Jerusalem. More faith in the Gentiles than he saw in Jerusalem. That's the, uh, one of the examples is the woman of Sarah Phoenicia, 
Phoenicia, amen, the a Gentile area. She came begging that Jesus would come, heal her daughter, for she was vexed with a demon. And Jesus, amen, initially rejected her, would not come. Amen, says that, amen, that the, da- that the bread is meant for the house of Jerusalem, amen. And even the disciples uh, pushed her away. Even the disciples pushed her away, amen. But she had the testimony that even the dog eat crumbs from the master's table. And Jesus says, amen, I have not seen this kind of faith. I have not seen this kind of faith in all Jerusalem. Praise God. And all said this a couple of times in regard to the faith of the Gentiles. Amen. So without divine intervention, amen, without the, the divine intervention of Acts 10 and 11, Acts 12 will be greatly hindered and Peter is the key. Without the divine intervention, without God clarifying his will for the Gentiles, amen, uh, through the vision of the sheet uh, that was held by four corners that he says, what I have clean, don't you call unclean. And that's in the Living Translation. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. And how did he make it clean? He made it clean through the cross of Christ. He made it clean through the cross of Christ. Amen. And in the Old Testament, uh, God says to Abram that through your seed, not seeds as in many, but in seed as in one, all nations, all ethnos, ethnicities will be blessed. So the plan of God has always been that the Gentile were included. Again, this is pivotal. We're at a very pivot, very important pivot of change in Acts 10 and Acts 11. Without that, amen, Acts 12, the gospel being spread to the utmost part, as well as the affirmation of the staff, as well as the doctrine of the Gentile church will be, amen, completely frustrated without this revelation. It's God that intervenes, amen, and his intervention is so timely. It's so timely. At the same time, the angel is visiting the house of Cornelius. God is visiting Peter, making all things ready so the supply and the demand can come together. Amen. And so while the men are sent from, uh, by the instruction of the angel from Cornelius, amen, this Italian centurion, praise God, his servants going to inquire of Peter by the instruction of the angel, glory to God, at the same time Peter is having a vision, praise God, and God is speaking um, almost succinctly as they are together making all things ready. Look at the power of God, amen. So while these men were on the way, God intervening on Peter's behalf, because his mindset, his thought, his doctrine was not in line with the move. His mindset, praise God, his thought life, the way he believed was not in, in sync with the move of God. Therefore, amen, uh, uh, in jeopardizing, jeopardizing the, the move of God, jeopardizing, the amen, the gospel being preached to the Gentile. Glory to God, jeopardizing. When you started at verse 9, verse 
Acts 10, verse 1 through 8, tells of the angelic intervention to Cornelius, a, a man of great reputation, a man that gave alms and prayed regularly, but he didn't have the Holy Ghost, had not received salvation through the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And as a result, he was short of the glory of God. He was short. So God gave instruction. And this is key. Another key point is because of his position as uh, in the a, a centurion or what is called the Italian regiment, amen, he is in a key position to spread the gospel. He's in a key position, a key person. Here's the, here's the, here's the other main word with influence and credibility. He had influence with the soldiers and credibility amongst the Jews because of his, amen, his devotion to God. So God, amen, he's always used people that are very influential, that he's already set up, that is key. That is going to be, amen, very important to the move of God because this man, can, amen, has the ability and the in, uh, inroad, I, I guess I can say, for many people to receive the gospel. So while they were going as sent to receive Peter, uh, amen, uh, this uh, centurion, amen, he was, this Cornelius, gathering his family and his friends. Amen, they were waiting on the move. See, that's how you do it, man. When you believe God, amen, not just for you and yours, but the household. Praise God. Not just for you and yours, but the household. And when he saw Peter, he worshiped. And Peter had to correct him and says, I stand up. I myself also am a man. Glory to God. Amen. And so as he began to explain to them Christ, and as he began to preach the gospel to them, the whole house was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. After he spoke, I'm say this again, spoke the word, or, or as verse 4, Acts 10 and 44 would say, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all of those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as, amen, as many as came with Peter because of the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Praise God. And so then Peter asked, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Can anyone stop it? Can any Is anyone here in a position to stop it? Because they have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have. Glory to God. Amen. So that's undeniable. It's unmistakable. In the New Living Translation of that same verse, amen, it reads a little different, but, it's, but it's, it, it, it helps. Amen. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who, amen, were listening. Glory to God. All that who were listening, they received the Holy Spirit of promise. And this is what we have to get in our mind, that when God does a thing, we have to be in line with that. Let's look at verse 47 in the New Living Translation. It said, can anyone object, that's it, uh, to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit 
just as we did. Can anyone stop this? Can anyone object? Can anyone forbid? Amen. Can, does anyone have any reason why? And he was talking to those men, the six that came with them, that were astonished concerning the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, do you have any objection? Can you say something? And so they were baptized in water. They were baptized in the name of Christ. Amen. And they were equal now with the Jews. Well, by the time they got back home, <laughs> praise God, in Acts uh, 11, amen, they says you in verse 3, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. And so Peter had to explain, verse 4 said, in order from the beginning, the thing that which has transpired. Glory to God. In verse 18, he says that when they heard these things, they became silent. Glory to God. And they glorified God, saying that God has also granted to the Gentiles the repentance of life. Hallelujah. This part is key to the rest of the book. This point is pivotal, amen, to the rest of the, 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 the book, amen, because God intervened uh, through the revelation of the clean and unclean to change the mindset. That's key. Amen. Uh, so that our mind can accompany the move of God. So that Peter's mind and those that were with him, the, Je the Jewish church at large, could understand the move of God and not be so narrow and sectarian and closed off to the Gentiles as though God hasn't always had the Gentiles in mind. Hallelujah. So he said to him, don't you call, amen, uh, unclean what I have cleaned, amen. And that, that, again, was accomplished in the cross. So my point to you is this. The revelation that we have to obtain and apply is this. The, 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 the uh, mindset that we have to gather from this and take forward as an application is this. Praise God. We must always pray and ask God to help us realize through divine intervention when our mindset is in contradiction to his move. When our mindset is contradicting his move, what we're thinking, our doctrine. Amen. Peter was very religious. Peter was very influential. Peter moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. But in his mind, this part was in direct opposition to where how the gospel was going to be spread. The vision, amen, and the time was ready for the church to expand. And now we got this bottleneck, got this cork, we got this place of interruption, and God himself, through divine intervention, had to unplug the drain. God himself, through his divine intervention, had to unplug the drain. So I surmise this. I ask God this with this information and, uh, in mind, in knowing my heart and my mind. What mindset do, does Bogus have that is contradicting the move? Amen. What you're doing currently. What thought pattern? 
and whether it be personal or doctrinal. What, amen, where is my mind that would be in opposition to your mind? Give us the mind of Christ. Give us the mind through the power of your spirit. Amen, for no man knows the thing of a man except for the spirit that's in a man. Amen. So all things have been granted to us through your spirit. Amen, through your spirit. Hey, praise God. So I ask for divine intervention. So sometimes that's the only thing that'll change our mind. It's got to be God. Nobody can tell us anything. Nobody can prove us otherwise because we're stuck in, pardon the French, a stupid mindset, an ignorant mindset. We're stuck in something that's not God that is consequently hindering the move of God. Amen. So our mindset, glory to God, our mindset must accompany his move. We must be in accord with the, amen, the workings of the Holy Spirit in this time frame, in the working of the Holy Spirit in the age of the church, the working of the Holy Spirit in the age of the ecclesia, amen, the working of the Holy Spirit in the age of the ecclesia. A mind must accompany, amen, his move. So, so again, I pondered this thing, and I ask God today, to show me by revelation, by whatever means, if it's a vision, if it is a, if I if I need to be in a trance through the speaking of your spirit, through the revelation of your word, show me where my mind and my mouth is in contradiction as Peter's to your move in the church age. Amen. Not only did God correct his thinking. But God corrected his vocabulary. Say again, Bogus. Not only did God correct Peter's thought pattern, but he corrected his vocabulary. Acts 10 and 15 said, don't say, amen, call unclean what I've cleansed. Your vocabulary is in direct violation of my move. So I pray God clean my vocabulary up so that I'm not speaking what you're not speaking. Psalm 2 and 7 said, I will declare the Lord's decree, what he said about me. I want to be in a, a home of legale. I want to be in line with what you're saying. Amen. I want to be in line with your move. And my mouth and my mind must be in line with your move. My mouth, my mind, my mouth, your move. Glory to God. All one. Make me one. But I, my mind, my mouth, in your move, the way I think, the way I talk, and the way I move in you, it has to be in sequence with what you're doing right now. In the name of Jesus, all leaders have to always check yourself, praise God, before the Lord. Amen. Uh, show yourself before God. Amen. To check, to, amen, and ask for this checkup and see where we are, we are error. Amen. Error and maybe even false doctrine in regard to the move of God. Glory to God. Amen. We must give an account of our stewardship. Say again, bogus. We must give an account, amen, of our stewardship, but it is required in stewards that we be found faithful. Amen. Say again. It is required in stewards 
that we be found, amen, faithful and present, our, present ourselves before the Lord and give an account of the work we're doing. Amen. Uh, I had to give an account the last couple of mornings in regard to the work that was done during the conference. And I want to be able to correctly say is it was done, amen, as you have commanded. It was done as you have commanded. There are some things I will uh, tweak and change, but in essence, in totality, in the big picture, I believe the will of God was done. Amen. And so this is our uh, charge, and this is our mandate, and this is our passion. Amen. Our mindset, our thinking, and our mouth, our conversation must be in direct alignment with the move of God. If you're going to elevate to be exceptional in your leadership, you must always present yourself before God, before and after every assignment. Say again, if you're going to rise to the place of exceptional in your leadership, you must always present yourself before and after, amen, an assignment from the Lord. Glory to God, amen, and make, uh, as he has revealed, as he has spoken, we should shift and we should turn as Peter turned. As a result, the gospel, the move expanded. The gospel was preached among the Gentiles. Amen. God was glorified. The church was established in Antioch as home apostolic base. Amen. As a result, you and I, beloved, we're here today because Peter changed his mind. Glory to God. That's how serious it was. Because, amen, Peter received divine intervention and he changed his mind. That's what we need. So without uh, a vision, without a vision, the people do what they want to do. They run wild. They cast off restraints. Without a vision, amen, the people perish. Praise God. Thank God for divine intervention. Ask the Lord to show you where your mind is troubled, where your mind is wrong, and your thinking or and 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 either your mouth is uh, indifferent to the move of God. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he in the name of Jesus. This is my time. This is my exhortation. This is where I will, amen, I will stop. Pray, praise God because it is important for us to meditate on that thing in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for these uh, that are hearing now. And I thank you for those that would hear later on. Hey, Father, I ask for divine intervention that you would send revelation, angelic uh, overwatch and input. Release your seraphims, your burning one, to show us where our thought and our mouth is contrary to your mood, contrary to your doc, to your spirit. In the name of Jesus, realign us that we may be on fire. Glory to your name that our mind will be your mind and that we would have the mind of Christ. Praise the name that we would have the mind of Christ. We bless you. God, we thank you. We give you praise and honor. You alone are worthy. You're God and you're God alone. 